0: Welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. So we got a lot to talk about. We'll jump right into it with with the queen of Sin City,
1: Odie. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish, because the house definitely beat me, that is for sure. And you see, I'm back to work. I came back, so I didn't win that big.
0: I, I can't understand people who get addicted to gambling. Like drugs, at least you know it, it makes you feel good. But gambling, nothing, nothing feels good about losing your rent money.
1: On no, the table. not like all, not at all. But how they get you is they will absolutely let the ding, ding, ding. Like if you're playing, especially like the machines, uh-huh. you know you're up. So like, okay, so like, let's say the bet I'm cheap. So like, if the bet is eighty cents, then they'll like make some ding 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 noises to make it sound like you want but they'll only give you back like 16 cents of what you lost. so you've really lost 64 cents not the full 80 and so and then every once in a while you might go up um you know about like 12 dollars here and there but you know you keep playing because you want to win bigger and then next thing you know uh your whole ten dollars is gone so yeah yeah I, tragic I, I... It, but uh
0: no, I'd be that guy that goes to Vegas and just plays like the nickel slots and just wins enough money to take, to take me and my friends to breakfast, and then that'd just be my Vegas adventure. I'm not gonna be like one yeah. of those guys, like, I, I got a system, man, to beat the blackjack table. I got a system, it involves math and numbers. And I'm like, oh god. So,
1: yeah, definitely uh, set the budget, hard budget. That's all the cash we got. And we didn't even spend all of it. So I'm pretty proud of ourselves. Um, Especially because this,
0: that place is just made of taking money from people. If, if, if taking oh, money. Yeah,
1: they absolutely, you know, they have the tables. They have the machines as soon as you get off the plane. As soon as you get off the plane. <laughs> so, yeah, they're trying to get you coming and going.
0: Oh, God. You know, that's like that's like the equivalent of going to Jamaica and finding out that they sell weed in the airport that you arrived at. Like Exactly. You- or the baggage claim, is dudes walking around selling weed. That's probably like that would
1: know. be nice. I will say though, they they they'll give you some rum punch, but um, I'd much rather have green or some edibles or something.
0: But yeah, and and I'm just joking about the the uh, you know about the uh, I've never been to Jamaica, so I don't know if they really do that. But I but if I found out that like you get in the airport in Jamaica and they're selling weed like in the in the baggage claim, that would not surprise me. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Odie, what you got for us today?
1: So, uh, Erica Banks. Uh, this is a I basically I would call her a TikTok rapper because honestly, I don't know any other songs except the "Busted Bust Down" song, uh-huh. um, and that was like. And for those in need a refresher, it's basically using the Nelly "Hot in Here" sample, um, but it's kind of slowed down and. Like the whole point of that challenge, that TikTok challenge, was like for women to kind of transform themselves. Like, usually they had on something quote unquote modest, or maybe have like a towel coming out, a towel on them coming out the shower. And then they would go into this busted down pose and like start twerking. And then when they come back up, they have on something sexy. Or whatever, like they transformed in some way somehow that looked different from their first look. Wow. So cool, whatever. Um, yeah, they had a towel or a robe. I remember seeing those come out a lot. But whatever, definitely not the challenge for me, but whatever. Good on the women that decided to do it. Um, so, it, from what I can tell, no, we've actually been up to very much because, I mean, that was like a like a smash when it, when it hit social media. Um, and I even heard it like on satellite radio a couple of times, that song. Um, but I'm trying to think of a TikTok artist that has like really capitalized very well on this. Um, I would say Money Long, the Hours and Hours girl. She um She's an R&B singer, but he has, a, she has a single on the radio right now. Um, she's written for other artists. She's been she's been doing music for a long time. So in all fairness, I mean, it's not really the same because I don't know what Erica Banks has been doing before this, but I'd never heard of Money Long until TikTok. So as far as people that use the TikTok platform to like really catapult their career, I feel like she's a good example of that, Money Long. Erica Banks, not so much. Uh, at this point, like I said, I can still only think of the one single, but... Recently, the reason we're talking about her is because she was, it looked like she was headlining a pep rally. And it's like, when you think in terms of like how big that song was and what where she could be, headlining a high school pep rally is not it. It's not it. Um, but I'm not here to rag on her for headlining a pep rally what we're here to talk shit about is the fact that she was twerking on these teenage boys at the pep rally and there's a lot wrong in this clip um there's definitely grown men as well like he's trying to hold them back but he's also like smiling and shit um i don't know maybe that's a nervous smile i don't know what the fuck that is but yeah she uh Yeah, she was working on some high school boys. I thought it was
0: gross, yeah. but I, you know, I, I, I joked about it, and we joked about it in the pre-show. And I'm like, you know, you haven't really done much. When like Wikipedia, like if you look up like Beyonce, or even if you look up like uh like Beyonce or Kanye or somebody like that, they'll have like their Wikipedia page, and they'll have a link, and it will have a link to their discography. And if you're somebody who's done like a whole lot, like a Lionel Richie, you'll have like your page as an artist and then your page as like a writer
1: as a writer you mm-hmm. like yeah
0: that. but when you, you know you haven't done much when you just have like it's just your just a one wikipedia page and then they just slap your discography in there and they're like yeah it's not that much so just put it on one page like we're gonna we're not gonna waste another url on this artist <laughs> to have a a, a a a separate single i mean, a separate page for their uh for their stuff so yeah you know what that you know, that's fine. I I look at it like this. You figure she has one album that came out this year. Oh, it came out in June. So, and then it doesn't say like how it did. You know, she has a she has a Wait,
1: which one came out in June.
0: Yeah, she had she had she had a, a album called Diary of the Flow Queen that came out this June. This, uh, mm, no, never heard of it. Yeah, and then she has like I didn't know like. You know, you know, as you know, I'm looking at her singles now. I'm like, I don't know none of these songs I saw Buss it, you know, with Travis Scott, and I was just like, I guess I guess there's a remix, there's like when it says bus it, it says solo or featuring Travis Scott. And I think I have seen the the Travis Scott version on the uh like one of those worst songs of the year uh compilations that they put out. But that single is platinum, none of her other singles are certified. I mean, you know, and I'm not right, she's only 23. So, I mean, there are some artists who put out, like, Mm -mm. three, four albums before they make it big. So I'm not ragging on her for that. But it just seemed like something that she would do because she knows, like, I guess some people, like, when you're with your main audience is TikTok, like, any publicity is good publicity. You know, that's just the way. Okay.
1: So the thing is, my first job was with the city of Raleigh. Uh And I was a counselor. And I was 14 years old kids I work with were like, I was either 14 or 15, but the kids that I work with were like, you know, as old as 10, maybe, you know, like basically as young as kindergarten because they were in school and as old as like 10, which in retrospect, it's like, <clears throat> when you're a kid, like a four-year age gap is huge, it's like light years, you know what I mean? Like, it's light years. ahead of your peers when you're you know but when you're an adult that doesn't mean nothing like my husband's five years younger than me so it's like ah, whatever but one conversation that we have had quite often is I tell him like look if I would have met you back then like there's no way that I would ever see you as anything more than one of the kids right like it's like I just once you're one of the kids like you're always the kids to me and I had that mindset at 14, so I'm sure, like, and even when I was 23, I, I continued working with the city, but it was, like, on a summer basis. And, um, yeah, like, 23, and back then the kids were, like, 14, um, you know, 14 or 15. Um, no, you're one of the kids. Those kids are definitely adults, and I'm sure some of them have families now, you know? Right. um my kids even went on to go to the military but like I don't see them that way like where I, I would ever think it was okay to twerk on any of them because they're the kids and I think that's gross I think it's at the end of the day like it's um if the tables are turned and this was a man doing this it would be disgusting you know on teenage girls it would be disgusting so he didn't get a pass or a fly because she. Only 23 or just a few years older than them, because I'm guessing like maybe some of the kids could have been as old as 18, maybe, but no, it's it's, all it's no thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's it not- like she's working on the stage, that's like some of the comments were making that point too. You know, it's not like Megan, where Megan's twerking on the stage, or she brings somebody on stage, you know, who's a consenting adult, and then they enjoy the show that way. It, she's twerking on several boys as they ate her on, like, it was weird. Yeah. I wouldn't I'm, give the kids credit, though, but so I'm, I'm glad that nothing weird happened where they, like, try to touch her or anything like that. Right. So their parents seem to be doing something right there, but she ain't having this doing all of that.
0: You know, here, here's how much of an asshole I am. I would have taken it as... Oh, she probably just got caught up in the moment until I saw her discography. And I'm like, yeah, she really needs that publicity to try and sell some of these records. She's gonna be like uh She what's...
1: definitely going walk like straight over there. Like she beelined it to their group.
0: Yeah, she she was just looking for that attention. And that's the problem with being uh like a SoundCloud rapper or a TikTok rapper. It's and here here's me being an old man. I think I think my profile picture needs to have more white in the beard because when I go into my old man rants, you know, yes, there were some rappers in my day who really ran on gimmicks more than they ran on talent, but those rappers lasted maybe a couple albums, and then they faded away. And you know, you figure, you know, uh, Black Thought just put out an album recently with um with Danger Mouse. And that album is fire. And you, how long the roots been out since? Like the 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 mid the mid nineties, like thirty years, you know. And they still yeah. put out albums. And they still put out albums. And you know, everybody is not always going to be a top flight MC, but if you just have some sort of value to it, people will people will buy your records. They'll come to the show, you know. And the problem with doing stuff like what she does is that it has a shelf life, and your shelf life is basically like buying milk and putting it in the fridge that's not plugged in. So that's not going to last that long. So, I mean, maybe she's actually a good rapper, but she's got bad material. Like Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man, you know, he's actually a good Spider-Man, but those Spider-Man movies were shitty. Not because of him, because of who was writing it. So, but I mean, doing stuff like this, and if that's the reason why she did, I don't know why she did it. I don't think because I couldn't see an article where she. I think she did respond to the backlash, but I was like, "Who cares?"
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it, it's not going to move the needle for her. So she put herself out there like that for nothing. I think.
1: Agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And the other story I just wanted to catch up on uh, real quick, I think we briefly talked about it on the show, it was about NeNe Leakes and <clears throat> Bravo, uh, basically NeNe Leaks versus Bravo. And um, as a quick recap, uh, basically she alleged that Andy Cohen and Real Housewives of Atlanta were a racist entity and that's why she no longer worked there now immediately i was like okay but you you didn't have no problems until like they weren't cutting your check you know and that was like where my spidey senses went up and um i was like no nah, that's some bullshit and uh yeah basically i was like nah, i call bullshit on that um but I don't know, like, something happened where it seemed like, I forgot what the fuck happened. I wish I could remember. But something happened kind of recently where it was like, oh, maybe she does have a point a little bit. Uh Um, And, yeah, like, maybe it was looking promising as far as, like, what her claims were. Um, But we got an update today. Basically, the case has been dismissed without prejudice, which, uh, thanks to my Judge Judy and People's Court skills, it just means that she can refile later. So nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Um, it's just not enough to move forward with at this time. Um, and that could be, you know, a money issue on, I would imagine her side because I mean, Bravo, like they, they got the money, they have the lawyers. Um, so I'm sure it just was draining her for now. Maybe she'll revisit it. Maybe she won't. We shall see. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know enough about her or her situation to really comment on it like that, but I know those cases are usually kind of hard to, you know, they're kind of hard, to, unless you have like documented proof, they're really hard to to push forward, you know, because it's really hard to, you know, go on, he said, she said, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of tough, but
1: I Yeah, mean, I would definitely say, like, I don't know- um... You know, if Bravo works like any other corporate entity, um, but if it did, like, let's say um, it worked a lot like, uh, and uh, welcome Mercedes, welcome to the chat. We're talking about Nene leaks at this point in the game. Um, What did Nene do? uh, They decided to dismiss the case without prejudice, her case against Bravo.
2: Okay,
1: got it. Yes. Oh, okay. Got it. Um,
2: I, 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 I never followed it up, really, but okay. Got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you guys know, like, like when you have a job, like, let's say, you know, you work for abcinsurance.com, right? Like, that's the domain. You have Merth at I have Oda at abcinsurance.com, and that's our email address. I don't think Nini would have gotten that kind of email address, but I will say, uh, if she did, or there was, like, a separate... Email for like, you know, Nina, nini at bravo.com. Uh-huh. Hopefully, she has made sure to forward any correspondence from that email um, over to her personal email, especially like if any wrongdoings were made in writing um, <clears throat> or if any of her grievances were made, if they were made aware of them and put in writing, usually by email. Um, I've had the blind copy my personal email. In the past, <laughs> just to make sure that if I got fired or had to suddenly leave the organization, I still had access to those emails. Right, right. So hopefully, she was on top of her business that way. But like I said, if I kind of don't believe her, but it, I think some stuff resurfaced where Kim Bierman Zosia or Zosia Bierman, whatever her name is. Um, did some problematic things and was not recommended for them, which does add some validity to her claim. So I don't know. We'll see if she spent a block on this one. I'll give you an update if she does. Yeah. So well, that's all about that. All
0: right. All right. Well I, I figure like this, since we're talking about lawsuits, and I, I got a few quick hits before I get into the the meat and potatoes of the day when this is not going to be such a dark half usually my half is a dark half i don't think i have any politics in here but i will say this there is a and actually i found out this was this happened about a month ago it hasn't really moved forward yet but there's a class action lawsuit going on against sony against the playstation and uh i'm not gonna to spend too much time on this but they said um They accuse Sony of avoiding disclosing a defect that supposedly causes the system to shut down during gameplay, resulting in lost progress. The suit alleges that Sony is not only aware of the problem, but also has knowingly sold millions of PS5s with the same issue. As a result, the plaintiff's lawsuit filing aims to have Sony pay damages as punishment for the alleged inaction. Now, I will say this about Sony. Sony stuff, I mean, I have... PlayStation one, two, and I didn't I never got a PlayStation three. And I'm glad because PlayStation, I mean, these you figure these countries, I mean, these countries, these corporations are worth billions and billions of dollars and they love cutting corners. So normally I would say this lawsuit probably has no merit and it's probably not gonna go anywhere. But if you remember, now uh I know uh Stin, I know you're a gamer. Did you ever did you ever have a PlayStation 3?
2: Yeah, I've had all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I even got the, I finally got the five and um, I haven't noticed a defect with mine yet.
0: Well, here's the thing. And this is why I think that that suit's not going to go anywhere. It's basically because uh, a lot of that stuff was fixed with, uh, they had a whole bunch of patches that may have fixed it. Now, somebody said that, you know, uh, maybe there was one patch that undid something else and maybe it started again, but usually stuff like that, they, they fix it with patches. You know, and if there's a yeah, game with
2: software updates, yeah, the developers so, will fix it.
0: Yeah. I mean, so it doesn't have any merit, but the only reason why I want to talk about it is because I figure, you know, with, with, with these companies, they love to cut corners. Like you figure like this, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent the case with, with Sony on this, but if they have a project, right. And then they say, instead of just saying, Hey, we're going to take all the time and money we need to make this Right. They'll say, hey, if you come in under budget, we'll give you a bonus. And usually the easiest way to come in under budget in a project like this, skimp on security. You know? So you figure, if I remember correctly, I was trying to find something to back to back myself up on this because when Target had that big leak like five or six years ago. And I'm I'm matter of fact, you know, uh, an example I always use, one of my uh one of my supervisors, when I, you know, was still going into the office, they got a, uh, their credit card company called them because someone tried to use their card to buy airplane parts in California. And they were just like, nah, we're not going to put that through. But her card was part of that target leak. Now the target leak, if if I'm right, was an inside job, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why, and that's why they were able to get to all that information like that. With Sony, it was external. Their security just wasn't strong enough and somebody was able to hack in and get up to, you know, and at that time, they had like 77 million people on uh, on the PlayStation network and exposed a lot of their information. Now the, now, the hack wasn't bad enough with Sony. It was the fact that it took them a week to let people know, hey, uh, your information got compromised. But the and then they had a class action lawsuit against Sony. But the problem is, it's in their terms of service. About their 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 bullshit reaction time was actually in their terms of service, which nobody reads.
2: If you um, you remember the um red ring of death that the Xbox had? Yes. Was that was that software related or was that hardware related? I can't. That was hardware.
0: That was hardware related because it happened to me. But so Xbox fixed those for free. So basically, okay,
2: I thought
0: so. You know, when when that happened to mine, I actually uh, I shipped it to them, and then they uh, they fixed it and shipped it back to me for free. Okay, so, got it. I mean, you figured even Nintendo when when the Wii first came out, they didn't realize like those wrist straps were very weak. Yep. <laughs> so when people, I remember that too. When people were swinging them around, those wrist straps would break, and the remotes would go flying and go flying to people's Great TVs. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo was actually replacing people's televisions. When they had to, and then they, of course, they had to make a stronger wrist strap for people. You know, Sony does bullshit like when the with the original PSP, when when they were literally breaking in people's hands. You know what's Oh you know, my
2: god, I remember that. You know what I they said?
0: Like, oh, they were like, "Oh, you're just holding it wrong," and then you had to go mm-hmm. out and buy like a, a titanium guard to make sure that your PSP doesn't break in your hands. Like, Sodi does it all the time. I have a box of broken PlayStation 4 controllers. Some of them were only, like, weeks old before they broke. Those controllers cost, like,
2: $60. Yep.
0: And, and there's nobody that just fixes controllers. So I actually have to uh, – I said, you know, I have nothing left to lose. So I may as well get myself my, prescri- my precision screwdrivers and watch a YouTube video and start fixing them. But yeah, that's it, exactly
2: what I did with mine because they're too expensive. You can yeah. buy the body on Amazon for like six dollars. Yeah,
0: and it, it's absolutely crazy. But
2: yeah, my thing is though, Sony had the PlayStation Four out for so long, like so long, and they sold those things for so long. What was it, six years yeah. or something like that? Which is really past mm-hmm. the life of where most gaming systems, you know, before the next one comes out. Even Xbox, I think, came out with theirs slightly sooner. Like I think they had, it'd be like five years for them. But yeah. they skimped out on so, they made so much money, downloadable content, so many other things, selling the consoles, selling the ones that were, um, they had one version. Didn't they, I think they had one that was digital only at one point. Either way, Sony made a lot of money off the PlayStation 4. Why skimp out on the five? Why not put everything into it? Because your consumers have been waiting. Man. They waited longer than any, uh, more, longer than Nintendo fans longer than um, Microsoft consumers for Xbox, we waited a long time. So I feel like, I know you said it may not stand up, but sheesh.
0: Yeah. It's kind of messed
2: I mean, up on a corporation like Sony's part.
0: Basically, I mean, all they, I mean, put it like this. Nintendo, out of those three companies, Nintendo is usually the best when the Wii U uh, underperformed. Uh, the only people who took pay cuts were people at the top. So the CEO and then all the executives took pay cuts after the Wii U underperformed. They didn't affect anybody at the bottom. So if you were at the bottom, you still kept your jobs, you still kept your bonuses and your pay. Everybody at the top, all the executives took pay cuts. You know? Mm-hmm. So the, 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 you know, and I'm pretty sure the Japanese, they have their own things going on, but you know, at, at least with Nintendo, they try to be honorable about these sorts of things. But Sony, yeah. Uh so we'll 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 see what happens on that. You know, I'll tell you something. I no, let me ask you, let me ask you ladies a question. When you go to the supermarket, do people still wear masks? No.
1: Um
0: some I have it. seen a
2: few. I have seen a few, but it's like a handful. Even with myself, i only really wear it out when I know I'm like sick, like congested or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wears it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, the same thing in my supermarket. Like I'm one of the only people walking through with a mask on. Like like most of the workers stop wearing them. So the pharmacy people still yeah. wear theirs. And then yeah. there's a there's a handful of floor workers who still wear theirs. So I wear mine when I go to the supermarket. Now usually when I go get Chinese food, I don't normally wear it because I'm not really sitting by the, the person behind the counter that long. Let's first behind the counter, she wears her mask. So I don't mind not having mine. But most places where I know that there's like a lot of people, I always wear my mask. If I take an Uber, I always wear my mask, even though they don't require it anymore. And it's just, you know, it's just common courtesy. And the only reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I found out something extra that really pissed me off. Did you guys see the video of that TikToker who was on, uh, who had the monkeypox, who went to McDonald's to get food? No.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sitting in the car drinking a drink. Yeah. And he had just came from it. Yeah. And everybody was like, bro. Yeah. I I remember. I saw
0: it. And he was full blown. Infected boils and boils and everything. And then he was bitching about it. Like, you know, I just, you know, I ran out of food. Like, dude, you live in America. They'll deliver your pet medications to you. Okay. You, there is nothing that they won't deliver to you. If you, if you were, if you were in Vegas, they deliver hookers to you. Like there's nothing that they don't deliver in this country anymore.
2: Like literally and,
0: nothing. Yeah. And you mean to tell me you had you had to go with boils all over your body, like Job after God made that bet with the devil? That's always my favorite story because the God the devil just happened to be hanging out, you know, just talking. You know. And he was like, Oh, Joe is my Job's my dude. And he was like, hey, he's only your dude because you give him shit. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'll just take it all away and cover his body in boils. And you know the worst part? I read that in the children's book and they just show Joe sitting there with boils all over his body. (laughs) Every boil expertly illustrated. That's like this jackass. And here's the thing about that video that I did not know until I read a more recent article about it. He's supposedly a music artist. I'm not even going to say his name because I'm not trying to give him any clout. Mm -hmm. But he's he's actually a, a, a TikTok music artist and the song that plays at the end of his video is his song. And that's the only wow. reason, that's the only reason why I'm talking about it because I was just like because I'm like because at first I was like, who is that stupid and ignorant? I'm like, okay, he's just trying to that's a weird way to push a single, you know.
2: Well, my my thing is though, even with that, there are people that have COVID that are still going out. Like even even though his his issue is like you can physically see the problem. We know monkeypox is contagious, but people still go out with COVID all the time. They don't they don't they won't tell you that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my friend just finished getting over COVID. She had it twice, you know, but she works in a, she works in a doctor's office, you know? So there's always people all, you know, she's always been around people and she ended up catching it twice. My nephew caught it right before, you know, he's in the marching band and it was like, this would be like the last performance. And then now like, that's his last year with the band. So he had to miss the last performance because right before he tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, that's gotta suck. I'm like you wouldn't believe And people are just so inconsiderate about it. They're just like, oh, it's like the flu. And I'm like, really? Tell that to the new that died of COVID.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I've had COVID, I think, four times. Um, And it's, no. The long-term after effects, um, like, for example, like breathing, your lungs, and all this stuff, that's stuff real. It's real. It's not like the flu. I've had the flu plenty of times in my life. And I just get over it in about four or five days, and I go back to normal. Covid definitely caused some problems along yeah. the way. I mean, that usually, you can't heal from.
0: Usually, when I get the flu, I'm down for for a couple of days, and then you know, then I'll I'll be all right enough to take calls. Because I work I work customer service at home, so I mean, if I'm at the point where I just can't get out of bed, that's one thing. But you know, but these are the first couple of days are the worst, and then after that, for me, I kind of snap back enough. Where I'm like, okay, I can I don't want to use any more of my sick days. I I can take calls. You know, but you know
2: you remember um you guys remember when COVID was lasting like two weeks and younger. now the most recent strains at best are three to five days like it's one of those things where it's one of those things where um if either society has built an immunity to it or I don't know how to put it it's, it's weird now like it two weeks there's no way something can last on your body two weeks and cause zero damage
0: yeah. I mean, they're still measuring the after effects of COVID and then the same, you know, with, you know, I mean, there is a monkeypox vaccine. I mean, I think we had, I forget how many millions of, uh, you know, things in storage. Like I had to look up today, like how many cases are in North Carolina, you know, as so that's where we are. Well, uh, senior South Carolina. Right. So, but, um, I was like, yeah, um, I think there's about maybe like 120 cases in North Carolina, but I mean, you know, like I said, monkeypox is not airborne, but it is like if like if I'm talking near you and then like you know something from me gets into you, you can get monkeypox. You know, I mean, of course, you could transmit it sexually. So now the Republicans are having fun with it because unfortunately, a lot of people who've been really passing it off are. In the lgbtq community so they're calling it a gay disease like uh like aids was like or at least at least how they how they framed it but no it's, yeah. not, it's not it's not a gay disease it's basically you know anything to demonize the lgbtq community you know but i mean that dude gets you know he, he can eat a dick for making people sick in order to cuz i mean if you touch a surface that someone with monkeypox touch, you can get monkeypox from that so oh
2: yeah you can get it from money like this one girl yeah. she was just a money girl at a club and she got monkeypox from money she said i hadn't even had sex in a week she said i just you know my hands were dirty after touching money she said i you know was working or whatever she said and before i knew it i probably touched my face or my arm and before you know it i got monkeypox yeah, contaminated
1: services around, is different That's what this girl insisted on as well. Uh, she worked at like a, like a gas station handling money. Um, and that's what she insisted on. But I was wondering, um, how long is it? Do you guys know anybody that's caught monkeypox? And how long is it lasting in their system? Because I've only been seeing people on TikTok.
0: Yeah, that I don't know. I mean, thankfully, I don't know anyone that has, that has monkeypox. So... So I'm not. I'm not exactly sure.
1: I know it has the like people a- who are recovering it. I mean, it they look to be physic like on the outside, recovering pretty well from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had the monkey, uh, the chickenpox when I was, you know, like four or five years old, and for a long time I had like a permanent scar from it. Yes. Um, on chest, like from one of the pox marks, but yeah, okay. that was like the only. I guess,
2: like, only remaining thing
1: that showed that I had, you know. Yeah. I, 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 thought, thought, I, thought, I wonder if mm, that's going to
0: be the same mm, thing here. Yeah, I, I still have a few of my chicken pox scars, because I, I I had it really bad, and I just, I'm, I'm like, in chamomile lotion. I just couldn't stop itching those things, man. Jesus. But. Hmm. So. But, moving on, uh, Sloppy segue. Uh, are you guys subscribed to HBO Max
1: at all? Yeah, yeah. I actually need to
2: uh, watch. Yeah, me too.
1: I need to watch my House of Dragons.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to get in. I'm I'm trying to get through Stranger Things. I'm about six episodes in because I have my uh my my horror marathon starts on the first of September, and I said for this month I had. Try to get through some horror series that I missed last time. So I watched, um, brand new cherry flavor, which was pretty good. I watched, uh, what was it? Midnight mass, which was really good. And then I'm watching stranger things season four. So, and which is also really good so far, but, uh, you know, I have HBO max and it's probably gonna be the last year that I have it now. Granted, I do want to watch, um, uh, the house of dragons thing getting on on the on the top floor with these because i had to do a lot of catching up with game of thrones because i watched game of thrones when it first came out i had cable and then i got rid of cable and then i you know i had to catch up on all the seasons afterwards when i was finally able to get it streaming but here's the thing finally it's
1: interesting my mom like posted it came up in my memory it's like five years ago that my mom it's not just to watch Game of Thrones, and she got caught up enough to catch like the very last season. Um, so I'm so proud of her for doing that because I'm just <laughs> like, I never like, she's really not into sci fi. So for her to like really enjoy the series, I was very proud of her, especially because I recommended it to her. Um, and she was rewatching it again because she said she was gonna get ready for House of Dragons. <laughs> so I said, You and me both, sister, but I, I should go back and rewatch it because there's so many things that happen, I'm just like, sometimes I forget, and it's like, damn, I, I mean, it was a long time, eight seasons, but yeah. yeah, I do, I do enjoy HBO Max, that's the short of it.
0: Absolutely. But we talked about it either last week the week before, HBO Max, uh, they merged with uh, Discovery Plus. So now, they're doing that thing Ooh, that I'll they, take that. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm just like, ah, Discovery Plus, mm, it's just basically just like how MTV was like, hey, we'll do reality shows. Discovery Plus, like, hey, remember the time we were teaching kids about dinosaurs? Let's just all do let's do reality shows now. You know, I don't really have a lot of you know faith in Discovery Plus, but now they're doing that thing when they when they do mergers is that they just start cutting jobs because now you have the number one bane of corporations, the investors, because the investors want more money, more money, more money, more money. But here's the thing, the investors don't actually work for the company, they just put the money in and then they make everybody run like gerbils in a wheel and then they just collect the benefits. We talked about carrier air conditioners a couple of years back where they were making good money, these guys are starting at 20 bucks an hour, they were unionized and then they were like, hey, you know what, let's just move everything to Mexico because we wanna keep getting that increase every year after year the so only way we could do that, move everything to Mexico. We could pay people in pesos as opposed to actual U.S. dollars. So HBO cut 17% of his workforce, right? And then they just had a list. Now, granted, a lot of these shows I never really heard of. A lot of them are children's shows, but they cut like 36 shows from HBO backs when they're streaming, right? Nothing of any real consequence unless you love children's shows, right? Like Ooh, I, wonder, I wonder, though, that my related
1: question, you think they got PPP money
0: over at HBO? Oh, I'm pretty sure they do. All, all those corporations got PPP money, whether they needed it or not. They all they all took that money. You know, even Kanye West, who I'll talk about in a moment, this motherfucker's a billionaire and he took PPP loans. Yeah, all, all these cats took those PPP loans and then probably got them forgiven. And then they were just like, oh yeah, well, we got to cut 17% of our workforce now. So HBO is on some bullshit and I could just see me dropping HBO Max after this year. We'll see what they do, any more shenanigans. So you figure shows like House of Dragons, stuff like that will probably be safe. But then you have shows like uh, like Generation got cut. And I think I watched an episode of it and I was like, it's it's all right. Like, it's probably not something that I'd finish watching unless I'm thinking of a different show. I'm probably thinking of a different show. But I mean, you figure they're trying to save $3 billion. So why do they cut all those shows? So they don't have to pay those people residuals anymore. So now they're doing their quote unquote, their cost cutting stuff, right? They're just like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and cut these shows so we don't have to pay these creators any more money, and we're going to save these things to make the investors happy. You know what? Fuck the investors, because the investors aren't doing any work. Yes, they are the money, but they're not doing the actual work. When people talk about people like Jeff Bezos, you think Jeff Bezos is in that hot-ass warehouse getting sprayed in the face by a bear mace because a pallet fell off of a shelf? You know, you think he's out there having to take a dump in the back of a van? because his delivery schedule is so hectic that he can't even stop to, to to take a shit. No, he's not doing anything of that. He's the money. You think Elon Musk is doing that? You think Bill, you think uh, Mark Zuckerberg's doing that? At least Mark Zuckerberg knows how to code. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, it's absolutely, uh, it's ridiculous, you know? Uh oh, uh let, let uh Mercedes back in. Oh gotcha. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, she, she got a call that kicked her out. But I mean this whole thing with HBO Max is starting to piss me off because it's not like uh yeah, it it's kind of like these things always ruin experiences, because you figure there's only a certain amount of streaming channels I have and HBO Max was like a must. So it was like, I got to keep my HBO Max because I got to watch, you know, uh, uh Industry and Lovecraft Country and, you know, now House of Dragons and stuff like that. But if they keep screwing up like this, I'm just like, you know what, I'll just have to drop them. I mean, Netflix has been taking a beating lately, but they're still putting out good shows and putting they're still putting out good movies. You know, they're not cutting anything, you know even though they're taking a beating out there because Disney is eating their lunch now, you know? And you figure Disney owns Hulu and now they're starting to to do rated R shows on Disney Plus. And they are like, well, if they do rated R shows on Disney Plus, why do they need Hulu? Why not just put it on Hulu? You know, they're all part of the same family. But I mean, you figure, you know, I work customer service, you know? So you always have to, like if you're in an industry like, uh, like an HBO Max or a Showtime or something like that, you always got to worry about corporate ghouls tinkering with stuff to quote unquote make it better and then they got to cut you. You know, mm-hmm. they got to cut jobs well, to make I it work for the investors. HBO,
1: it, look, at the end of the day, I feel like it's fuck HBO. Uh, let's not forget how they treated, uh, what's my show? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it was a black show, Lovecraft Country.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
1: They, 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 they brought in the numbers, they got nominated for the Emmys, and still got cut. So, it's... Uh, yeah. And, and,
0: yeah. and I'm, I'm, that's why I'm kind of apprehensive to watch, because I'm afraid I'm going to like it, and I know there's not going to be another season. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you what, President Prescott, look, uh... If you make a show, it's got to have a final season. Even if there's only two seasons, got to have a final season. You can't just there was a there was a, um a show The Glades. And the show ended on a cliffhanger. The main character got shot at his wedding. And we're like, "Okay, who shot what like what happened?" And then they were like, "Yeah, they got canceled." What? Now we'll never know. I mean, you know he's gonna live, he's the main character, but at the same time, it's like holy Jesus God. So but um, oh, uh blue's in the waiting room.
1: No. I don't know why I'm like, like the push notifications. That's weird. Uh, but um
2: Yeah, he said in in group chat. He never said anything in, you know, so
1: oh. i put it in there. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, but um, I, I don't like these mergers and I don't like when they take something that's actually good and then just muck it up because the investors want more money. You know, a bunch of candy asses in suits who just throw money at stuff and they want, want, want more money thrown back. They don't even do shit. They don't even make decisions. The only decision they make is, hey, get out there and make me more money because I invested in you. So... We'll 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 see how that goes. Speaking of jackasses, do you guys do you guys shop at the Gap at all?
1: No, not since I was a child. <laughs> like a teenager, I mean. Uh, what, no, what, maybe for the kids,
2: but rarely, never myself. Yeah,
0: I I never understood uh, expensive garbage that people buy like people talk about going to these parties like these rich people throw parties talk about like young rich people and then they 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 give people like for showing up at their party they give them swag bags so it's just bags filled with expensive garbage just so you could say i was at cassidy's party or i was at taylor's party you know may have like a freaking ipad in there for all i know who knows like an ipad and a movado watch and or some dumb shit like that and people just love buying expensive garbage. Just, and, I mean, Kanye had a line like that in one of his songs. He was like, I went and spent 400 bucks on this just so I could say, man, you ain't up on this.
1: You know? I mean, I mean, they also have these people like the shirts with the holes in them. They like to look homeless. Yeah. That's for cool.
0: You know, I mean, I, I joke, I mean, it's an old comedian's joke about people who go camping and I'm just like, I, I work hard to live indoors. Now you want me to go outdoors and just cosplay as a homeless person living in a tent, you know? When, when most of the country is two paychecks away from actually living in a, in a van down by the river. So yeah, I don't want to do that. But Kanye West has a, uh, a, a some hoodie that he made and I seen these, these hoodies, and I'm like, these hoodies are not really stylish. They're just hoodies, man. And they cost $240. But because of Kanye's artistic vision, you, you they're not gonna fold them. You don't, they don't put them in hangers. They he puts them in a, in a giant trash bag display. And you have to dig through the trash bag to find your size. So it's not like you can go to a person who works at The Gap and say, hey, I need a, a, a extra, extra, extra large. And they they hand you, they pull out extra, extra, extra large for you. No, you got, you. got when I was a kid, I'm a bit older than you guys, but we used, to, we used to go to the big box store. Well, back then, the big box stores were like odd lots. <laughs> it's not like now, where it's like you're know, all fancy and whatnot. And then they would have sneakers in a giant bin. And they used to call them skips. Like that was our, our name. Like, oh, yo, like your mama bought you skips. And they were in a giant bin. And you had to dig through the bin to find your size. That's <laughs> like, so I can imagine doing that for a pair of $20 sneakers. I can't imagine doing that for a hoodie that cost 240 fucking dollars. And then when Kanye West got checked on it, Not even checked hard. They just asked him about the whole trash bag thing. He was just like, you know, like, don't stifle my artistic vision. I'm like, that's not an artistic vision. You think you invented something? The person who invented the fax machine invented something. Okay? You just told people, yeah, you're not worth having a person actually help you in the store.
1: But the reason I don't really give a fuck, I'm going to tell you why I don't give a fuck. I'm not even mad at this is because white people do shit like this all the time and they're called eccentric. Eccentric geniuses. Thanks.
2: like, And I love I'm going to let
1: Kanye this one. I'm going to let him live. He's making these white people look like fools and coming up out their pockets for this bullshit. Because <laughs> no. we're not buying this. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm, I actually, to be honest with you, I
3: didn't think it was well, such a idea. Well, actually, I own idea. one, um, and it looks good. I look good in it. I look sexy. I'm going to send you a picture of me wearing it. This is the shit. It's worth every single penny. The quality, the texture. I could sleep in this. I feel like I can go to the moon and still be protected in this. This is some really, really soft, almost like Egyptian silk material. It is worth the money.
0: I am not paying $240 for a hoodie. That's absolutely never going to happen in the rest of my rest of my life. I don't
3: know if you was into like NBA jerseys, but NBA jerseys used to go for one eighty in the nineties
2: and eighties. Which NBA? I don't know about y'all, but I paid more than that for a hoodie. I paid like three fifty for a hoodie, so I thought you on the cheap fit. I thought this stuff was more than that.
0: I don't know. Maybe I just felt too much of of Reaganomics when I was a kid, but I couldn't pay two hundred and forty dollars for a hoodie. Yeah, when I was a well, kid, I
1: got treated, I got treated to. Next uh, time I, I see you, on um,
3: Merk, I'm gonna let you touch it. And when you touch it, you're gonna come on yourself. You're gonna love it that much.
1: <laughs> I doubt that, but I'll take you up
0: on it though.
2: Y'all remember when True Religion was hot? I think I bought a two hundred dollars hoodie from True Religion. I mean, it they still mm. exist. I still buy True Religion, but it was a lot more expensive about six, seven years ago. And
3: yeah. that was me with Jabot, uh, like in the '90s. So I know exactly oh, yeah. what you mean.
2: Okay yeah, <laughs> I, 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 Koji
0: out it. I think the most I ever spent on a single clothing item that wasn't a, a suit, that wasn't like a, a, a blazer, was a one time I spent when a uh, Feli was making jeans and I bought a pair of Feli jeans. Those things cost me $90. You know, it was the first time I ever decided that, that you know, I know people iron their jeans all the time, but that's the first time they usually, I, you know, I take them out of the wash, I hang them up and I just wear them. Like I felt like okay, I spent ninety dollars for these jeans. I gotta make them look good. I'm gonna iron these things. I, I'm reading. I'm reading the tag to make sure I iron them right so I don't ruin my ninety dollar jeans. Because I was never buying another pair. Like I buy jeans now, and jeans cost me like thirty five dollars. I get them on Amazon. Like I'm not really a clothes horse, but I couldn't pay. And maybe I'm just old because I never remember a like two hundred and forty dollars. Like that was like a leather coat when I was a kid like a, like a, like a a high
2: Obama
0: was like 250 bucks. And now people paying 250 for a hoodie that you have to dig out of a trash can. Like I'm a homeless person. And I'm just like, and I know, and I'm not going to do what other people were doing. And they were like, oh, you're ragging on the homeless people. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far with Kanye. Like I don't think Kanye's insulting homeless people by having to dig out of a trash can, out of a trash bag. I'm not going to do that to him, even though I don't like him like
2: that. It's also not homeless people digging out of a trash bag either. These are rich people who are willing to. It's a little different, you know?
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's not like he's putting it out on the curb and then like dehumanizing these people. Like they choosing to dehumanize themselves. True.
2: Well, the clothes were once on a hanger, he took them off. <laughs> the yes, I did, them I did read that. I did read that he them wasn't off. having that. So, it's not like the clothes
0: have never touched the hanger. This was his choice. Yeah. I'm just like, and then I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I would love to dig through. Uh, I mean, granted, I mean, people go through clothes all the time, right? Like, if there's a clothes thing on the shelf, someone's going to be going through those clothes. But in the age of COVID and monkeypox, I got to sit there digging through a trash bag that everybody just put their greasy hands all over the clothes. I mean, granted, you're supposed to, like, when you buy clothes, I like think you're supposed to wash them before you wear them anyway. You know, the only time the only time I'll just wear them right out of like is if it was like wrapped in plastic and I'm like, okay, I could just wear it right there. But usually if I buy clothes like that, you know, you got to wash them first because, you know, it's it's what to do. But I don't know. I I couldn't. I guess because I'm old and cheap and live paycheck to paycheck, I just couldn't imagine me spending two hundred and forty dollars on a single piece of clothing that wasn't a blazer. (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a a suit jacket or or something like that like i got people who wear who wear like thousand dollar loafers like thousand dollar gucci loafers and i'm just like i won't even pay 240 for a sweatshirt that's gonna shrink after the first time i wash it (laughs) so i don't know because it's made from like egyptian camel hair or some nonsense who knows nice Right. Quick question for you guys. Who's your favorite basketball player?
1: Just of all time or currently? Of all time?
0: Currently. Currently. Who's your favorite player?
1: Oh, wait, wait. Um, do they have to be playing in the league right now? No. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I,
0: I, I heard he was on try and rescue... Uh, Brittany Griner, I'm like, Brittany yeah, I'm like, you he know does what? Have a, He does have a way with dictators. I'm just saying. I'm like, if you could do it, do it. I don't care.
3: Like, did Robin is, uh, and America was like, no, stay out of it. Well, if nobody's in it, what what worse can he do? Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, exactly. put on like this, uh, but did Robin? I hate to rag on him, but if you get kicked out of North Korea for being an asshole, you, maybe he can rescue Brittany Griner. I don't know. I hope so. Jesus Christ, I hope so. But, I mean, we all knew Putin had a plan for Brittany Griner. He wanted to trade her for that Merchant of Death guy. And that's what's going to have to happen. Or, or she's going to be there for the next, what, seven, eight years?
1: Or so are how...
2: they are they still considering that?
1: I don't think they're considering that. Yeah, last, last I read they were, but that was like last week, maybe mid last week. Right yeah
2: okay 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 because i remember them mentioning before they ever sentenced her and i
0: never heard anything else about it again you know everybody's like oh why she had to go play in russia i'm like yeah because her her day job doesn't pay that much i mean you got scrubs in the nba making let's say hundred and fifty thousand.
3: 000 that's decent i mean it's not nba baller money but you're not bringing in nba baller attention i don't you make one hundred and fifty thousand. only one of us who probably make that right now is mercedes
0: I, I, That's I, a lot. <laughs> I wish. Look, I, I look at it like this. Bill. Bill Burr is one of those guys who like I agree with, but I don't agree with him out loud because he, he's gonna get me canceled. But he was like, you talk about how women, how feminists, fell the WNBA because he was like, those stands should be filled with feminists who are out there screaming, faces painted, showing their tits to the camera, and nope. They're not out there. They were like, why are you, why are you putting it on men? Because no, I mean, and I'll say this, uh, at least for me, no man that I've ever known in my life has ever said, you know, it'd be cool if women had their own basketball league. It's one of those things that just happened. And, and some people, some of my friends support it. Some of them don't, none of them hate it, but they're just like, well, I just don't really want to watch women play basketball, you know? And, uh, and I mean, some of them are. Just, I've been to one. I've been to one NBA game. Um,
3: it was when I used to live in Connecticut, and it was so garbage. I didn't see. A, I see. Only seen two out of the thirty-seven people that were there, and um, those things that you sit in. What are they call bleachers that can yeah. easily fill ten thousand? Because this was at you. This was at um, Connecticut College, Connecticut. You know, UConn.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, thirty-seven people, maybe. I, I might be under exaggerating. I give it fifty. Um, I only see two women and they didn't even look like they wasn't women that you or I would holler at, Merck. There were women that like women.
0: <laughs> two
3: two out of the 50 people, two, with the exception of um, the staff and the exception of the coaches um, and any, um, you know, helper bees. So ex- actual observers, two out of 50 people. They're so up in arms about, oh, give them equal pay, give them money, let it be comparable to the NBA. Only reason LeBron gets what he gets is because... Of the attention that that market could put in his pocket, they wouldn't just pay him out of pocket like that. Yeah. And the WNBA has been eaten off of the NBA since its conception. They've never ever been in the red, or in the black, ever been in the black.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's why a lot of these women have to go to other countries to supplement their income because you know they make like a fraction. But then again, they but they him. don't one hundred and fifty thousand. That's decent. I don't make one hundred and fifty thousand. I survive. I mean, granted, you make less than that in the G League for NBA. I mean, NBA, some of those G League dudes only make like 40 grand a year, you know. So they don't make a lot of money, but it's a development league. So you don't expect them to be making like three, four mil. You know, you expect them to make. I mean, a and in the NBA is probably making like $2 million a year, you know, to, to sit on the bench and make sure that the bench is, is even. <laughs> so they have enough players to start. That's their only role. To just, you know, to to fill the head count. But I mean, like uh, so Mercedes, who's your favorite basketball player?
2: Um of all time for me is Kevin Garnett. But currently, I would say somewhere between Steph Curry and I don't know. I like Steph. I like his um style. I'm not a real big NBA fan, I'm more of an NFL football type, but mm-hmm. um I would say all-time would be Kevin Garnett. And then right now currently, I got my own Steph. That's about it.
3: What about you, Mr. Blue? Coming up, I would say it would be Patrick Ewing. Oh yeah. Um, currently, I probably have to go with Curry. Yeah,
0: coming up, it, it was it was a tie between Patrick Ewing and and Sean Kemp. I had both of their jerseys when I was when I was a kid. I said, "I'm out there playing basketball in my Patrick Ewing jersey, <laughs> wearing wearing a pair of decals." Wasn't nothing wrong with my knees. I just wanted to like Big Pat. so but right now it would probably have to be LeBron like I'm a big I'm a big LeBron fan did I like his whole the decision thing no I thought that was bullshit that he did that but I mean overall I'm I'm a huge fan of LeBron now Odie who'd you say your favorite player was I don't know if I if I got yours or not
1: so like I said right now um yeah uh listening the we just talked about Dennis Rodman Oh, you did say you used say Robin. Okay. Yeah, but I mean of all time Ray Allen oh, and currently playing in the NBA on a serious note. Um and yeah, LeBron. I like I like LeBron. Yeah. I almost forgot I about T Mac. That's I mean that's a throwback one,
2: but yeah, T Mac. Yeah.
0: Now I, I, I will say one thing. There was some dude, like LeBron had, you know, he has that show on HBO, the barbershop, right? where he's just sitting in the barbershop with like super famous people just shooting the shit. Like, I think one day, yeah. like Whoopi Goldberg on there and, you know, uh, Mary J Blige was on there and other NBA players and stuff like that. And it was actually, you know, I, I kind of like that. So I catch it every now and then, you know, and I, I gotta tell you, um, people, LeBron had a, uh, a little diatribe about Boston. Right. And how people in Boston are just a racist as fuck. And, you know, he gets, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll yell racist shit at him. And, you know, he'll just, you know, I mean, sometimes he'll, he'll clap back at him, but most times he's just like, well, it's just Boston. That's just, they're just racist like that. And there's some, some nameless nutsack on YouTube. And only reason, why, I mean, not on YouTube, on uh, TikTok. Only reason why I know about this, is because I watched Young Turks and one of their people talked about that video. This guy, and I had to transcribe this. Okay, he said, "If police officers, or and then he talked about even one time somebody in Boston threw a beer at him, right? So he says, if police officers are supposed to accept being shot at as being what they signed up for, then being taunted and jeered by fans and having the occasional beer thrown on, he was part of the job for professional athletes." And I was like, neither one of those things is true. Okay. Cops don't sign up to be shot at. That's not a part of their job. It's a it's a hazard of being shot at. But like like we mentioned before, nobody right. nobody sees a cop by himself like Yo, I'ma merc this dude because he's by himself. No one does that. Okay, and being having a beer thrown at you when you're playing basketball is not what you sign up for. It's just people just disrespecting fans and just I mean, you know, disrespecting players. And just thinking, oh, because I bought a $40 ticket to this game, I own you. That's absolutely not true. Like this dude, like when people hate on people like LeBron, none of their arguments make sense at all. And then you got the, the king of all haters. Like, a matter of fact, what LeBron says about Boston is not something <laughs> that he just made up. Boston is a deep, I mean, when it comes to their sports fans, they are deeply racist
1: there was a, a there was an older, oh. older guy um that was recently talking about that too yeah i mean i can't I'll, remember his name like if you called it i'd be like yeah that was him but i went to school in like massachusetts school the whole state
3: is racist
0: i mean i don't know if you guys are baseball fans but there was a baseball player african-american named tory hunter and Tori Hunter is actually he was a really good baseball player. Like matter of fact, he's he's retired now. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot. He's probably not going to make it, but just the fact that he's on the ballot, you know, that's actually really good. But he talked about he had his he had a very uncommon no trade clause. He played for like three different teams. He started with the Twins, then he played for the Angels, then he played for the Tigers. Right? His no trade clause was basically. You could trade me anywhere you want to, except for Boston. Never trade me to Boston. And he said it had nothing to do with the organization or the players. It had to do with with the with the people that live there, because every time he goes to Boston, he gets called the N word. He's like, I can't bring my family here. You know, and people think that that Boston thing is—I mean, granted, Philly fans are insane, but Boston fans are just kind of racist. You know, and. Put it like this. Skip Bayless. He has that show Undisputed with him and and Shannon Sharp. Right? And I like Shannon Shannon Sharp. uh, Shannon Sharp is my country fried homeboy, man. I love me some Shannon Sharp. But I hate Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is the king of all haters. So Skip Bayless had a tweet recently. And this dude rags on LeBron and rags on LeBron and rags on LeBron. I have a lot of friends that just hate LeBron. They call him like LeBum or the fraud, or all types of ridiculous. Sh- they, they just make up a word that they hate and then they just put lay in front of it. And they were just like, that's that's LeBron, you know, LeBum, or some shit like that. Yeah, you're talking about a dude who's like 1,200 points away from passing Kareem Abdul Jabbar as the number one scorer of all time as a bum somehow. Okay, whatever. Shut the fuck up, jackasses. <laughs> but um, Skip Bayless had a tweet LeBron will make 200 million more than Tom Brady in two fewer seasons that's because brady took a winner's discount to make his team better so did tim duncan his last four so so did tim duncan he said tim duncan's last four years 10 mil 10 mil 10 mil six mil He said billionaire Braun almost 50 mil in year 20 and 21. he says lakers no shot he's like congrats king yeah Congrats. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that people like Skip Bayless don't understand about life. Okay, it's not like LeBron pulled out a gun and said, "Give me a hundred million dollars." They felt he was worth it. If they didn't feel he was worth it, they wouldn't give him the fucking money. Like, why would Skip Bayless think that they that the Lakers had to give him a hundred million dollars? They didn't have to do shit. They could have let, LeBron was a free agent. They could have let him go to free agency. But no, actually, I think this is an extension. I apologize. I think this is an extension. But I mean, you figure LeBron's going to probably play his last two years. And then he's going to retire. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's going to retire. And he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Skip Bayless can eat a dick. Because Skip Bayless is always going to be, I don't even know if he was ever an athlete. At least, uh, at least Jason Whitlock was sort of an athlete. Like he was in this college for like six years.
2: <laughs> I always thought Skip Bills was just a, like a sports analyst. I never knew he yeah.
1: played. I don't think he. I don't think he was known to play.
2: But I mean, for him to
0: hate on LeBron about him getting fifty mil, yeah, because he's worth it. Because even at at his age, like I know this is a weird analogy, but when you play like NBA two K sports games, right? If you were someone like Zach Randolph, who used to be rated like a ninety-three or ninety-four, like ten years ago, now if you play the game with him now, he's still. I mean, Zach Randolph doesn't play anymore, but like if you play with him in his last year, he's rated like a like a seventy-three. Like as you get older, like your your skills go down. Like the game I'm playing now, I'm still playing two K nineteen. Dwayne Wade is in it. Like he, you pick him up off of waivers, and Dwayne uh, Dwayne Wade was one of the best basketball players of all time, and his his rating is like. 76 you know because he's old you know they they break it go down like lebron is still still rated like 96 (laughs) you know and he's still in his (laughs) mid-30s of that game because he's lebron and yes he's old he gets hurt more you figure like this okay yes tim duncan played uh his last four seasons right uh they did win a championship so tim duncan uh won a championship in i mean uh, in 2014 so after 2016 was his last year right so yeah he took that pay cut and then they did win right they won a championship but mm-hmm. at that point tim duncan already had four rings now i know you know in rings it's like the rings on lawyer the rings you can't just have like pringles you can't have just one you want more than one so if Tim Duncan wants to do that, that's perfectly fine. I, I mean, I love Tim Duncan. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But that's Tim's decision. If you want to give up, I don't know, 40, 50 million dollars to win a ring, that's that's cool. But that doesn't make him better. That's than his LeBron. business, though. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's got four rings. LeBron already won a ring for the Lakers. You know It's funny? I, some of my friends are like, "Oh, he won that ring in a bubble. That doesn't count." When Tim Duncan won his first ring, he won it in 1999, and I know that because they beat beat up on my Knicks to win that ring. But that was in the, that was the season where they had the strike, so they only played 50 regular season games that year. No one ever says, "Oh, they only played 50 games a season, so that so that ring doesn't count." No one's ever said that that I've ever heard but LeBron wins a ring in the bubble, they're like, oh, it's a bubble ring, it doesn't count. Fuck you, of course it counts. If you look in the almanac, it's going to be there, right? Is there going to be an asterisk next to it like some of Tom Brady's Super Bowl wins? No. So shut the fuck up, Skip Bayless, hanging off of Tom Brady's nuts like he's fucking Tarzan. I can't stand this motherfucker. All this, I mean, here's the thing. Is if Tom it,
3: Brady like the deflator gate guy?
0: Yes. yes yeah. yeah. And now, granted, I mean, most of the cheating that they did, it was through Belichick. But I mean, how is Belichick going to cheat and Tom Brady doesn't know that Belichick is cheating? That he's taping hand signals and shit like that. You know, how, how, did he, how does Tom Brady not know that? So, and then, you know, the whole deflate gate thing was just, and then Tom Brady destroyed his phone. He was like, oh, yeah, the, I, I got a new phone. So I just destroyed the old one. You know who does that? Criminals. i i gave blue like a whole bunch of old phones i had because you know my you know i i bought the phone out i get a new phone i'm not gonna just i'm I'm not gonna take a rock and destroy it no i put it out there you know maybe somebody else might need it one day well i didn't really think about that like that until blue mentioned it i just gave him a whole bunch of those phones but i mean no one does that i don't see rich people like oh shh iPhone thirteen is out. I do this iPhone twelve no more. Someone hand me. Your and the box.
3: phones, when you refurbish phones or when you um donate them like that, they are used for rape crisis centers and people that are in crisis in order for them to access services, especially emergency services when they're in their situations. A lot of times, the perpetrator would cut them off from such communications, but this we chip them with a text now number, which has cellular as well works on Wi-Fi, that gives them access to all numbers that they can access in order to get the resources they need. So if you have a phone that's just sitting around, always think to you know, donate it to a, a nonprofit like Than Therapy or a rape crisis center because it will get used and it's very much needed. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you figure, LeBron is, I had to look it up, 1,325 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is basically like half a season for him. You know, I mean, yes, he gets hurt more, but he's timeless. I mean, you figure LeBron married, uh, he married like the mother of his children, you know, uh, and his son, uh, Bronny, is supposedly pretty good. I mean, he's never going to be as good as LeBron because it's LeBron. But, you know, supposedly he's doing all right. And then, of course, Skip Bell's had to rag on the kid. And, I, and they were just like, shut the fuck up, Skip Bayless, you jackass. Ragging on high school kids. Yeah, OK. Fucking idiot. But I mean, a lot of people who are hating on LeBron, they don't really have good arguments for hating on LeBron. So there's two types of people that hate on LeBron. Lakers fans who were mad that they gave away a lot of their core to get Anthony Davis. And then, you know, they traded for Russell Westbrook and stuff like that. I could debate you on that. Yeah, Russell Westbrook was washed, you know, I mean, he put up numbers, but he doesn't win. You know, he was never really a winner. So why LeBron thought that getting Russell Westbrook was going to help. Like I could debate people on that, but when you're just like, they're just, Oh, he's just a bum. Like, no, you're, you're just angry because you have an african-american that you can't tear down because he's not out there cheating all the time he doesn't have rape allegations against him he doesn't have you know he's not out there uh you know popping bottles at the club dancing on tables with his pants down you know you can't tear him down so you got to make up shit to tear him down about that's actually pretty fucking pathetic you know if you want to talk about basketball reasons they hate him that's fine. You want to say, Oh, well, I, you know, I think Jordan is, is the greatest of all time and not LeBron. I'll debate you on that. You know, we'll pull out the almanacs, we'll pull out the numbers and we can have a constructive discussion. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people like who hate on LeBron, they hate on him because one he's a black man that can't tear down. And two LeBron is very liberal. So he'll, he'll talk about George Floyd. He's not going to shut up and dribble like that ridiculous What's her face, uh, Laura Ingram talking about? No, LeBron is going to speak his piece because he knows he has some influence, and you know he'll he'll get the word out about people like George Floyd. Matter of fact, they're mad at the NBA. When I talk about them, I talk about the Republicans, like Fox News and all of them, because the NBA is canceling all of their games on Election Day, so they're going to play the day before, but they're going to use Election Day to uh, inspire people to go out and vote. Election day. Should. Election day should have been a national holiday. That basically, a lot of people don't get to go, don't get to vote because they can't get time off from work. Now I am lucky because I am lucky enough. I have a job where I have a. I've been on my job for fifteen years, so I have a decent amount of vacation time. So I could just go and just say, "Hey, I'm going to take election day off." So then I go and I vote and then I go to Outback and I get a steak and then I always pose my food and I put my, I voted sticker next to the food and I take a picture and I'm like, I voted. And then I spend the rest of the day bitching about the election on Facebook. But this whole notion of people who can't, or even if I couldn't get election day off, they'll give me time to just be able to just say, okay, you're gonna go vote. You can leave early and go vote. A lot of people don't have jobs like that, so my job I could do that. You know, I work customer service at my job. You can't go to, you can't work at like Hardee's, and just be like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna take time off to go vote. You better, you better get your ass in that kitchen, start start making them fries. They don't give a, they don't give a shit at all. And a lot of people got jobs like that where they can't get time off to vote. And then with the whole voter suppression. They are cutting off early days. Um, Odie, you remember um, when they had the, um, I forgot what they used to call it, sold to the polls, where on Sundays, when they had early voting on Sundays, they would have mass and then they would jump on the big buses and go vote after church.
1: So they stopped. Mm-hmm. So they stopped. Yeah, that, was, that was before my time. <laughs> I yeah. that.
0: But they, they used to call it sold to the polls. So they got a whole bunch of black people go to church and have mass. And then they would just be like, all right, let's go vote y'all. And then they go vote, you know,
1: I mean, that sounds, that sounds fun. Sounds like a moment. It's definitely necessary. I think I feel like I talked about this, but fuck it, whatever. Um, Basically. Uh trying to get down to the to the reason that we might have been redirected, and I was just thinking about like how much privilege we had the The story basically surrounds our trip to the our trip to the d m v as my husband uh was undergoing his name change mm-hmm. and uh we went to the d m v and we had made the appointment like you know months in advance you know, as is required nowadays. We made this appointment, went down to the DMV, and basically, they were just like, "Nope, don't have any availability. Like, they weren't doing any walk-ins. And so we couldn't do a walk-in. He wasted, like, half the day at running around to various DMVs and couldn't get in. So he made an appointment all the way. And now also, too, like, the reason he ended up making, like, a last-minute appointment or we scheduled the appointment in Smithfield initially, and the guy told us, oh, you're not um, – you actually have to go through the court system to do your name change. Like, even though you've already been to the Social Social Security Administration and, you know, handed your paperwork in there, you have to have a judge court order your name change, And I was like, that shit don't even sound right. So, of course, he, you know, tried to go to the walk-in appointments, waste of time there. Uh, That outlook didn't look too good. And um, bottom line is we were given, like, all these barriers, but we got to thinking, like, oh, shit, you know, you have to, you know, obviously when you go to the court. Uh, or when you go to the DMV to do the name change, they ask you about voter registration, about register, re-registering the vote. Yes. Because at first I was like, why the fuck would he, would there be a barrier to have, like, why would we have to jump through all of these hoops to do a name change when it's very clear this is your new name, according to the federal government. Right. But I absolutely believe the conspiracy is because they don't want you to register to vote. You know, like just imagine how much of a headache that would be if you go to the election poll and you have a new ID that says a different name than what's on your original license and you're not registered to vote under your new name. You see what I'm saying? So like, I was like, yeah, of course he has incentive to lie. We go all the way out to a different county, get an appointment the next day. Lady gave us no problem. We had all the documentation that was there, our marriage certificate and his social security card. That was the whole point. Yeah. No I, problems. And I was like, wow, like what a, what a privilege, you know, but some people can't just up and come from Raleigh or whatever town they're in to choose like the next town over where the DMP is. If yeah, that you're that previous, say, why did he get a name change? I just, well, he didn't like his old first name and. Yeah. Like, we're still the Oak Ways. <laughs> we're the Oak Ways. Well, I like,
3: like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, to, let me get that one. Let me get
0: that old one. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I look at it like this, right? I stopped arguing with people on, on Facebook because these people know the stuff already, but they don't care. So they just use their little talking points. You know, they 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 watched uh, Ben Shapiro like talk down college students. So they think they know how to handle people. So they say, well, you know, there is nobody stopping black people from voting. Uh, did you look at what's happening in Georgia? They said, okay, we're going to make voter ID laws. Great. You need a driver's license? No problem. Uh, or a state ID? No problem. I'll just take my my, my, my gam gam over to the DMV and get her a state ID. She had had to have, she'd have to drive for 10 years. Hers is expired. We'll get her a new one. Oh, well, we're closing down all the DMVs in your area. You know, yep. When you talk about being privileged, I live in Cary, North Carolina. I'm extremely privileged to vote. The longest I, I had to wait to vote was maybe maybe 45 minutes. And that's only because when we when went to vote, the printer broke. So they had to, because, you know, like when they print out the, the cards, the printer broke. And then they had to call the dude over to fix the printer. That's it. And then they fixed it and they gave you my stuff and I was done. That's it. That's the longest I've ever had to wait, even here and even when I lived in Raleigh. It's never that long because there's always tons of people, the lines, they move, they flow, and then you get in and you get out. So just yeah. because I have that experience, I'm not naive enough to go, well, if it, if it happens to me, well, what did you guys do over there? And you, no, we know that if you have a corrupt secretary of state, like I'm just going to make up a guy out of thin air, let's call him Brian Kemp, right? Mm-hmm. If, you have, if you have a corrupt person like that, who was running for governor, but was still secretary of state who wouldn't recuse himself and purged hundreds of thousands of voter
1: rolls so that he could barely beat. As a last last fuck you gift on the way out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So people were getting to the polling place and finding out, oh, there they were purged from the rolls. So yeah, this is real. When they took out that provision from the, um, uh, from the Civil Rights Act, there were they had people who were waiting, like they have like trigger laws where like, okay, as soon as this is overturned, this law is gonna go right into effect. They did the same thing with Roe v. Wade. They had trigger laws. As soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, this law comes into an effect. You know, it's all the same thing. I mean, so the NBA is doing something positive with the whole voting thing because maybe a little less than half of all registered voters actually vote. You know, and there's other reasons behind that. Either they can't get time off from work or or the candidates just don't inspire them. I remember um, Mike Figueroa, who was the um, humanist report. He said the first time his mom ever voted was when Bernie Sanders was running in in, uh, in 2020. So his mom, you know, really liked Bernie Sanders and she went to the primary. You know, he helped her get registered to vote and she voted in the primary, right? And then Bernie didn't win the primary. So she was like, well, fuck this bullshit. So he had to kind of inspire her to vote for Biden. And Mike Figueroa does not like Joe Biden at all, not at all. I mean, he's an independent, he's not really, he's not a Democrat, but you know, but he doesn't like Biden, but he figured Biden was better than Trump. So he actually had to inspire his mom to vote for, uh, to go to go out and vote. You know, in a general election. And I think when his mom was like,
3: I'll never trust you again. You've always made bad decisions. hate you.
0: <laughs> but I mean, how many hurdles can you throw in front of someone before you just say, you know, this is bullshit? Now you figure, you know, I know I'm off on a tangent here. I know our time's almost up, but um, you figure. All you need to remove the filibuster is a majority vote. You have a majority, you get rid of the filibuster, and you can pass everything with a majority vote, right? If you have Democrats who are, who don't want to remove the filibuster because they don't want to get anything done, it's not really inspiring people to vote. You figure today's the 22nd of August, right? So in nine days, we got to start paying these student loans back again. And a lot of people, because of inflation and all that other stuff, they're not ready for it. I know I'm not ready for it. So now I got to call Nelnet and I got to defer, right? Because I'm not ready to pay back my student loans again because of this whole inflation thing, you know, stuff happened. And now I'm like, well, you know what? If I start paying back these student loans, other stuff is not getting paid. I got to push this back. You know, you figure Joe Biden, all he's got to do is just walk up and just say, okay, you know what? let's just do this for the end of the year because of inflation. He has that power, but his people have to to get on him and be like, Joe, you got to do something about these student loans. And he keeps saying, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something and he doesn't do anything because he just doesn't really care. That's not inspiring people to go to the polls. I think the worst thing that happened for student loan folks is Roe v. Wade being overturned because Roe v. Wade being overturned Push the polls in the Democrats' favor, because at first, what was it? Maybe like a couple months before Roe v. Wade, Democrats were set to lose the House and the Senate, right? And the Republicans were so happy they started just talking about all the evil shit they were going to do. And then Roe v. Wade got overturned, so now they're saying, "Well, you know what? It looks like Democrats are going to are going to not only retain the Senate but also gain a couple of seats because." they're pushing forth all these terrible candidates who are either openly racist or like openly white supremacists or they're Herschel Walker or Dr. Oz, right? And then now they said they may even gain seats in the Senate. And then now they're saying that the Democrats may even retain the House. It'll be close, but they're gonna do it. So now as long as those polls go in that direction, Joe Biden's not gonna do anything else for anybody because he figures, well, we'll just ride on that and I don't have to do anything, you know, and what's going to happen is if he does that, young people are going to revolt. And they're going to be like, they're either going to uh, they're just not going to vote Democrat. So they're either going to vote Republican out of spite, which I don't recommend, or they're just not going to vote at all. You know, like like Joe Biden is the only president I know who can just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory because if he came out and did something big he don't even got to show up no more like if joe biden just came out and just said like like what chuck schumer said cut fifty thousand dollars out of everybody's student loans he don't even got to do nothing else he could just go to sleep from now until december and they'll just win the midterms just like that because it's not just young people who would be affected by it it's old people who can't pay off their student loans Who are getting their Social Security wages garnished because of Joe Biden and his fucking bankruptcy bill? That they can't get rid of their, they can't discharge their student loans on bankruptcy. Now, now he's just going to be Joe Biden. They're like, Joe, you got to do something about this student loan stuff. And Joe Biden's like, Has anybody seen my dog Champ? And like, Joe, we told you already, Champ is dead. Your fucking dog is dead, Joe. Concentrate, concentrate. Jeff, come here, boy. Oh, my fucking God. Why is he president? This, Like I always said about Joe Biden, Joe Biden is basically a scarecrow stuffed with shredded up Wall Street journals. So he is going to lose this. He's going to lose the midterms based on his inactivity. And everybody's like, oh, well, what about these bills that he passed? Have you read those bills? Those bills are bullshit. They're not going to do anything because they let the Joe Mashner, and Kristen Cinema work their magic for the rich. So the rich are gonna benefit us, not so much. There's a few good things here and there, I'm gonna admit. It's not all bad, but it could have been all good. Yeah. I mean, I know I went off with a tangent with what I was originally talking about, but I mean, it's just something that had been bothering me all week with the way the Democrats, like democratic leadership, don't they spend more time trying to kneecap um, progressives? Um, Ilhan Omar almost lost her primary; she only won by two percentage points. And I was I was listening to a Majority Report, and somebody from that district called in, and he said at the last minute the Democrats changed the the districting to favor Ilhan Omar's opponent. So you have people go in the polling place. They're like, no, you're not here anymore. You got to go there. And this is a primary because they don't want people like AOC and Ilhan Omar in office, you know, because they actually want to help people and not help corporations. You know what it's like? It's like watching uh, the cop show where it's like the honest cop always eats alone because he won't take the dirty money. So... But I don't want to end this on, on, a, on a rant. I will say this as an old head. The new um, uh, Black Thought album came out with him and Danger Mouse. That album's fire. And all the guest stars, even the guest stars who I don't normally listen to, I think A$AP Rocky's on there. Run the Jewels is on there. You know, I, I love Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. But our album's called uh, Cheat Codes. And him and Danger Mouse was definitely one of the most underrated producers out there I think so you figure he had Raekwon, uh, somebody calls himself Kid Sister Joey Badass was on there um, mm-hmm. Michael uh, he and oh, oh God, I can't pronounce his last name um, ASAP Rocky was on there Conway the Machine was on there so he had some good guest stars on there and everybody came out and did their thing so you know even, even if you're not an old head like me, give it a listen. It's actually a, a great album, you know. Mr. Blue, what are your final thoughts?
3: Normally, it would be like, vote, you know, do your research, vote, blah, blah, blah. I would just say, save your coins and go to Canada. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Put it like this. There's still plenty of racism in, in Canada and the cops do shoot Black people in Canada, but they have health care. So, if you get shot in the back by a cop, you don't got to worry about going broke with medical bills. Odie, what are you actually? I'll give you time to get your final thoughts together, Odie. <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is a little bit long winded, but I want you to bear with me. This is a, a meme that I saw. Okay, if you're a Christian who's happy about Roe v. Wade getting overturned, I'd like to remind you that the purpose of your religion is not to judge or condemn others. It's not your job to police or control other people. Your job as a Christian is to evangelize through your actions and way of life. That joy you're feeling from Roe v. Wade getting overturned isn't because God has worked. What you're feeling is a perverted sense of satisfaction, not because you've saved lives, but because you were able to exert control over other people. You're feeling powerful and vindicated because you didn't want someone to do something and you enacted your will on them. Your joy isn't about God. It's about making yourself feel just. When you lay down in bed tonight, all alone and in the dark, listen to your spirit. What you will feel tonight may just be the devil smiling at the corner of your bed because he knows that you like the feeling he gave you today. I thought that was pretty deep. I just had to share that. Odie, what are your Yeah, fun- bro,
3: did you write that?
0: No. No, 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 I didn't write that. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm about to say, boy, you got them. You know, deep. You need to go ahead and write a book, man. Now that I know you. <laughs> no,
0: I, 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 I saw it on a on a meme. On solid it. though.
3: Hey, say, send that, send that to me, or like message it to me, so I can put it on my face, on my um,
0: my page. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, man. Odie, what are your final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. um Don't be like the upper rooms. Pastor Patrick Wooden, trying to break people's souls because you're worried about what Beyonce is doing, um, and actually listen to Beyonce when she says, "Drop a like a body, church girl, don't hurt nobody." That's all I got. Yeah. So, Mr. Blue,
0: play us off, sir.
3: Damn, y'all preaching tonight, yo. Between Mercedes, I mean, between Oh and um, Burke, okay, I feel. I wish I had something fancy something fancy to say like that, but whatever. <laughs> if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows such as 360 Degrees. You can subscribe to Urban Breakdown any way which you push play to listen to your favorite podcast. That's the Urban Breakdown podcast. Be well and be great. Bye, guys.